going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to episode number 89 of Comic Talk, the podcast. I'm recording this on Sunday night. You might be streaming this either Sunday night or probably Monday morning, January the 18th, 2020. Today on the podcast, I have like a panel podcast. Panel? A panel podcast. That's Is a panel like more than two, but not more than five? At what point is a panel just like a group? I don't know. Anyway, Mike LaRosa of You the Musical fame and Nicole Eichenberg of uh, Willie Listen, uh, Capital Punishment, um, Stand Up Comedy. Oh, and Nicole and Jesse. Oh, wait, no, that's, that's not what our podcast is called. Um, our podcast is called The Podcast is Coming from Inside the House. Nicole Eichenberg. Uh, also joins me on the podcast today and we are going to talk about something that we all miss tremendously and that is going to the movies Uh, going to the movies has changed a lot in the last 11 months uh, because we're probably not going or we're going to the drive-in or we're paying to stream at home a little bit more often or sometimes we're given the option to just watch a brand new release uh, like HBO Max did with uh, Wonder Woman 1984 which I thought was a decent movie, but I was really hoping for a lot more 80s music in that movie. But anyway, Mike and Nicole uh, came together via Zoom, and we talked all about movies, what we miss, what we're looking forward to seeing, and kind of like what we hope uh, our options are once the world returns back to normal. So it was a good time. Um, what's going on with me? I streamed the uh, Richard Ramirez documentary on Netflix this week. Good stuff. Good stuff. I, I liked it because it really talked about the, uh, focused a lot on the second detective, uh, Mexican dude, last name is Carrillo. Uh, the other detective, aside from Frank Salerno, that was on the case, uh, Frank Salerno, of course, was already famous at that point because he is the one who caught the hillside, hillside stranglers. So, but he uh, recruited a young guy, uh, last name Carrillo, and uh, talked about him a lot talked to some of the uh, family members of the victims. It was good. It was only four episodes. I wanted it to be a 10 episode. Uh, I guess that's kind of morbid, right? I wanted more, but uh, they gave us four episodes and it was really good. Uh, I think the next thing I'm looking forward to right now is like that Denzel Washington movie with uh, Remy Malik. That looks like it's going to be good and that's going to be on HBO Max. So, and I'm finally, I'm back home in Sacramento. I am so happy to be home. I was gone for 52 days. Uh, my neighbor says you only count the days if you're staying in the county, but uh, I was in Kern County and it wasn't that bad, but I really loved it. I had a good time. I'm glad to be home. Um, I was I didn't take my scale with me because uh, I didn't want to be worried about how much weight I was gaining while I was in Bakersfield because I was just eating all my mom's food, all the food. Everything she made, I ate, and I ate, and I ate, and I ate at my buddy Alex's uh, barbecue place a couple of times. I had Jake's Tex-Mex. I had Rusty's Pizza. I had Root Beer King. I had uh, street hot dogs. I had everything more than once. I kind of let loose. I still stuck to the intermittent fasting pretty good, but I knew I was going to gain weight, and I wasn't too worried. And uh, happy to say that I was there... 55 days or 52 days, what did I say? And I only gained 10 pounds. So 
Um, now I'm back to uh, the uh, eating a little bit better, and hopefully I can shed those 10 pounds and a few more because I got a long way to go and a short time to get there. So he's on up now. Come on, Bandit, run, okay? All right. Anyway, that's enough about me, enough about what I've been doing. Let's get on with the show, episode number 89 of Comic Talk, the podcast. My guests, Mike LaRosa and Nicole Eichenberg. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, comment, like, subscribe, share. Tell your mom. Bye. Mike LaRosa, Nicole Eichenberg, how the hell are you guys? Doing great, Doing Jesse. Doing well. Mm-hmm. Glad to be I have here. Both I had both COVID vaccinations, so I'm good to go. Oh, nice. Oh, man, that's awesome. Thanks. Great. Like in two Thank weeks, you. you can like start making out with people and everything. <laughs> Just start making out with random people on the street. No, you, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be be a thing. Like people are gonna start wearing shirts that say like "I'm vaccinated," and like when two vaccinated people cross in the street, they're just like, "Oh!" They get out all of the, all of the the hugs and kisses that they had to hold in. For, like, for I saw period. like, I saw like an opinion piece the other day, um, and it was just like. Like uh, social scientists predict the new roaring 20s once the pandemic is over and everybody's yeah. just going wild with each other. <laughs> That's going to be how I get arrested for like hugging and kissing random people on the street. <laughs> the guy, the guy, the guys and girls will be like, she was cute. Yeah, but still it was a violation. <laughs> yeah. You'll be like, take off my shirt if you're going to be kissing random people on the street right? getting arrested. Yeah. Oh, man. So we're here today because oh well let's let's uh, I'm gonna let you guys introduce so I'm gonna say like a little bit about you and then you go ahead and correct everything <laughs> that I said and uh, and maybe say it a little bit better to introduce you guys so I'm gonna start with Nicole uh, Nicole Eichenberg I probably pronounced the name wrong um, is got it. is a local comic and um, she is hilarious and. Um, she is also co-host of uh, a podcast that's kind of on hiatus right now. The podcast is coming from inside the house that she co-hosts with me. And she uh, does some production work behind the scenes for uh, Cap Capital Puns or Cap Punishment. And uh, she's an all-around cool girl and close personal friend of mine. Nicole. Aww, thank you. Um, I also co-host Willie Listen, which we're trying to bring back to Stab Streaming. Um, I'm a little free library steward. That's about it. I'm a healthcare worker during the day, which is how I got both vaccinations. That's about it. <laughs> right on. <laughs> My, Mike LaRosa, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, is, uh, the, uh, is one of the uh, people behind the bar at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. He is also a cast member of You the Musical. Um, I'm sure he was at one time on Harold and Gordon. Um, were you a member of Riot? Uh, no, but I used to do a show with Riot. I was on a team called Super Cosmonaut. That's what it was. Oh, okay. okay, okay. We were formed like the same way that Riot was formed uh, about a year after they were formed and they got added onto their show. Uh, but at, at this time, uh, technically I'm just on You the Musical, but that's not really happening right now. <laughs> My, Mike LaRosa, let me let me tell you a Jesse Rivera fanboy story of that. It was so much fun to watch you get so good at You the Musical because I think I somehow went to like the first rehearsal 
that you were rehearsing with them with, like you and Allison. Yeah. Um, And I saw you, okay, so like before that, I had seen you be like, every time you were on stage, you were great, but you were in your comfort zone, you were in your element. But now you were doing like you, the musical, and you were being challenged and it wasn't always easy for you the way I think improv had not, I'm not saying it was easy for you before, but you were comfortable with it. So seeing you join you, the musical, have to work really hard at it, see you struggle with it a bit. And then like three, four, five shows later, I went and watched and you were just like, wow. Like you were just boom. I was in the audience the night that, um, how did they pick the theme for you, the musical? What is asked of the audience? The audience just makes up a title for a one-act musical, and then and then we just take that title and just completely improvise it right after they give us the title. Tell me if I have it right. One night, the audience suggested a title with Tom Cruise. <laughs> and, it, and there was like, oh, Mike is about to rise to greatness. <laughs> well, okay, you know, here's the thing about that. <laughs> so for those... Un- unfamiliar with me as a person <laughs> I have this like completely earnest unironic appreciation for Tom Cruise and his career and maybe not his social life but his career and uh and the the the, the title we were given for that show was actually just Scientology oh that's what it was and I felt a bunch of eyes go to me it's like well okay look not everybody in this room knows about my appreciation for Tom Cruise. I'm not gonna just take this show and make it about my weird thing that like 10% of the audience will get. But he did. No, I, no, I didn't, I did not. Like I, because I actually initiated that show. So I started the opening scene and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna make this about Tom Cruise. Like, cause I have to work with my team. You know, like I have to make sure that everybody can like play at a level where we all kind of like have a shared understanding of something. So I was just like, we'll just make it about like recruitments into, uh, you know, like schools of thought, like Scientology or whatever. So I started the opening scene and I basically started at like the opening scene of Book of Mormon, if you're familiar with that, where they're kind of like going door to door. So it was just about Scientology and it was just kind of like, you know, like, have you ever felt lost? Have you ever felt confused? Like, we can help you. We're Scientology. And so, like, that was the opening scene. And then uh, the very next scene, somebody else initiates, and they walk in, and they're just like, I am the head of Scientology, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, let's get Tom Cruise in here. And I was just like, <laughs> that's where it was. Okay. <laughs> and then, and I actually waited. I waited a beat to see if anybody else would step out and they were all just looking at me and I'm like- But again, yeah, all yeah. eyes went right to you. They're like, yes, it's his moment. Yeah, and then, and then I said, I was like, I was like, okay, like in my head, I'm like, okay, like I wasn't gonna make it be about this, but if you all want it to be about this, <laughs> we're gonna do this. <laughs> so why Tom Cruise? I'm curious. Um, okay. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to say it. It was his muscles in The Outsiders. <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, a very formative experience for me in, in terms of like my appreciation of movies in general, uh, which really ties into our topic today, which you haven't even gotten into, but I'm sure Jesse will introduce at some point. Um, when, I, when I first saw uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol at the IMAX theater, 
it wasn't the first Tom Cruise movie I'd seen. It wasn't the first like Mission Impossible I'd seen, but something about like the visceral raw experience of seeing a movie like that built for that huge screen, built for that huge sound system and just seeing him do all those insane stunts. Like I was just completely hooked. Um, and I think that sort of started like the appreciation for Tom Cruise. It, you know, at first it was very ironic and, but, you know, at a certain point you just have to realize like, no, no, I think I just really appreciate what this guy's doing. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And if I could just backtrack a little bit to the story you just told, because I want to point something out that you said that is like, cause like I did improv and then I eventually did comedy and the reason what what mike said in his story was when he said that he knew that he had to make it something that the whole team was going to be able to shine on and not just him that's why i wasn't a good improviser <laughs> that's why like I, I think i was made more for stand-up because i can be funny and you know brian's told me i have great timing but Brian Crawl also once told me there's never a time when you're on stage where you're not Jesse. You're just like, you're never not Jesse. Like, and I still can't see that separation. This is like after my third tryout. Uh-huh. And then, uh, but that's why you're a great improviser, Mike, because you know those, those rules, right? Like there's like, like improv is a science. It's a, it's a school. It's like, you, you do it if you do this and you do this and you do this and you do this, it's gonna work, you know? But if you only do this and you don't do this and you never try to get better at this, then you get me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the, the funny thing is like, it, it's almost like speaking another language, you know? Like, like you really have to, like, you know, and there are different ways to teach and learn improv. So like if I, like, I mean, you say that I'm a great improviser and I really appreciate that. Um, if I walked into some other club with people I don't know, with people who have had mm -hmm. different training, we wouldn't necessarily vibe, you know? Like maybe it's like Spanish and Italian, like they're kind of mutually intelligible, but you could like maybe get through it, but you're not gonna be like, you're not gonna have that same level of understanding with each right, other. Right, because it's it's not the it's not the the Sacramento comedy spot way of improv, it's the UCB way of improv or it's the it's the groundlings way of improv right it's like mm -hmm. that's not how they do it's not how they do it here <laughs> and I mean it, you know the, the best compliment we ever get after shows is when somebody says like okay but like I know you guys were like improvising some of that but like how much of that was planned and it's because like you know if you don't speak the language you're not able to see all of like the things that we're doing on stage that are just handing the other people like here are some instructions, but like if you're if you don't know like how the sauce is made, then like you you can't see all of the things that we're just straight up telling each other without saying it out loud. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, just gonna touch one note real quick when you say that, like how afterwards there's like people in the audience like they're doubtful. I was like, there's no way, <laughs> dude. The hypothetics in one of their last shows made me doubt that it was improvised <laughs> because it was so freaking good and i was like you guys had to have like kind of practiced the dance just in case it ever came in and they're like come on dude wow yeah th th that's a great team because they really um they really are just a perfect example of that team that bonds together socially so well that um 
you know, it just comes across in this, um, you know, unspoken energy they have with each other. Yes, that unspoken energy, right? Like that intuition that you have with the with the teammate. Man, that's great stuff. I could talk improv all day, folks, but <laughs> uh, I couldn't. Yeah, know. yeah. Nicole's like, all right, yeah. No, they do make it up. <laughs> um, but uh, I picked you two because, like, I know that like one of the things that uh, during this whole time is like, fuck, I miss going to the movie. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and she said what I wouldn't give to be sitting in a fucking theater with some shitty popcorn right now and watching I don't care what. Um, I know you guys love movies as much as I love movies. And I love not only the movie, I love the theater, I love the seat, I love the shitty popcorn. Um, I love sneaking in my own coffee. I love, I love um, just the whole experience. And I, I think you guys are the same way, right, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. Uh... I actually wasn't really like a huge movie theater guy growing up because my family wasn't super into going to the movies. So I think when I was in college was when my friends and I first started uh, going to the theater a lot. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to um, hog the whole time with this, but like, yeah, um, I, I started to like really realize that I wanted to sort of like appreciate all different kinds of things even if I wasn't like I mean this movie's gonna be the best this movie's gonna be the worst like I just wanted to like experience a bunch of things and have opinions on it you know Nicole how about you how, how far back does it go you know I actually didn't watch much tv or movies as a kid and actually I've only really been watching new movies like since I've been doing stand-up and especially since hanging out with you because I know we were seeing like most of the big ones that came out in the theater for a while yeah, yeah. And, and I, I do miss that. I do miss it. Do you guys remember what's the last movie you saw in the theater? Um, I, I remember, well, I couldn't remember, and I had to go uh, through my emails and search my Fandango receipts. <laughs> and then, 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 uh, then I searched, then after I found my Fandango receipts, I did like a search in my, in my, uh, in my messages to see who I sent a message to about that movie. And I found it was my friend Teresa. So the last movie I saw was on January 24th with my buddy Teresa. And we watched uh, The Gentleman with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Nice. Uh, which is a pretty good movie to see in the theater. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Mike, do you remember what was the last thing you saw? I do, vividly. Um, I don't remember the exact date, but it was like the Sunday night before everything went into lockdown. <laughs> like I was right up to the edge there. Uh, it was The Invisible Man, um, which I really, really like. It's one of my favorite movies of last year. Um, what's funny is, like, like I said, it was a Sunday night. It was like, you know, I, I, I was kind of like wanting to do something. I had work the next day. It was kind of too late to like get something going with friends or whatever. It, you know, everything was carefree and <laughs> disease free. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to go to the movies by myself on a Sunday. Like, like I didn't even change out of my sweatpants. I just got in the car, left. Um, you know, I, I had I have, or I had the like Cinemark membership thing. So I had one of my free passes to use. Um, you know, watched the movie, liked it, um, drove home. And then I, you know, I'm, I'm reflecting on it a couple of weeks ago. And I was just like, wow, like that was 
2020 training right there, <laughs> like sitting in, in a dark room by myself watching a movie in sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, you stepped right into it. <laughs> Nicole, do you, and, and you know what, The Invisible Man, oh, well, I'll go back to it because that's part of my next question. Nicole, do you, do you remember? It's okay if you don't remember. I actually do remember because it was last night. I went to the drive-in and saw Wonder Woman 1984, which oh. I enjoyed. Although, um, I went with a guy and his car um, died, the battery died in the middle of it. So we missed a big chunk of the dialogue. So I got to catch it on HBO Max before it goes away in like a week. Uh, did you I enjoyed it? it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was, I hadn't been to the drive-in in like 11 years. So it was nice to get back out there. Okay. Yeah. Um, the drive, the drive-in kind of had a resurgence. Mike, did you have, you hit a drive-in during this time? I've been going to the drive-in like a lot. I didn't count that actually when you asked the question. <laughs> uh, Nicole, Nicole's smarter than us. Like Nicole is a critical thinker. <laughs> yeah. Thinking outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, no, yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the drive-in had a big resurgence this year for obvious reasons. Um, my friends and I were going like almost every week during the summer. Uh, and I'm, I'm still going every now and then because now they're actually showing new releases. Um, in the summer, they didn't really know what to do with all the like movie delays and stuff. So they were just showing like classics and yeah, go and watch like Indiana Jones and, you know, just all these um, like, you know, we just we just go hang out, all go in our separate cars, stand in a big circle with our masks on before the movie. Like, you know, it, it was like a really nice thing to be able to do and like june july when it was all kind of like the antsiness of the isolation was getting to everybody you know as um do you sit in the car or do you like take a lawn chair and sit in front of the car uh depends on the time of year depends on how crowded it is oh, okay um, i i'm usually just uh, well especially now i'm usually just in my car um but yeah especially in the hotter months like we used to just bring chairs sit outside um, I usually bring a little radio so I don't have to like hope my car doesn't die. <laughs> oh, that's a very good idea. There you yeah. go. Um, what was, um, so when the lockdown went into effect, um, the invisible man was actually the movie I wanted to see. Like that was the, the next movie that I was like, man, I cannot wait to go see this in the theater because, um, and then, and then they immediately released it to video on demand. But here's where, like, I'm kind of like mad at my, I don't know. Then this is kind of like what started the whole uh, question that we're going to try to get to is that, like, they released it video on demand. I really, really wanted to see it, but I didn't want to spend 20 bucks on it. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I would easily spend that much if I went to the theater. Uh, well, because, you know, you end up, I always end up buying something in the theater and the tickets usually like 10 bucks. Um, what did, uh, was there a movie you were looking forward to seeing right before the pandemic ended and they, or right before the pandemic started and th that got taken away from you? Was there any movie like that? Do you remember? Either one of you? Nicole, you want to take this first? Sure. The, probably the one for me, like not right after, but I really wanted to see Tenet. So, but I think I want to see that at home almost where I can put on subtitles. I heard it's kind of hard to hear at some points. So yes. that's my plan. Yeah. I, I second that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that, it was very hard to understand. 
Uh, I was really looking forward to uh, the new James Bond movie. Um, and that one just got completely delayed. Like they didn't do like the limited run. They didn't do the video or anything. It's maybe coming out this April. Uh, but that was the one I was really looking forward to. It was supposed to come out last April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the first movie that I remember an announcement of a delay for. And I was, and it was delayed to November or no, August. I don't know. They were very optimistic at first. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I remember, cause this was before, like, I think it was before the, you know, country decided to shut down. And I remember seeing that news come out and I was just like, oh man, like, that's interesting. Like, cause you know, again, like the world had not stopped yet. And I was just like, they think people don't want to go to the theater. They want to have their like numbers to brag about. That's annoying. Oh, well. And then later it was like, oh no, this is really happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you, oh, sorry. Go, go for it, go ahead. I have a random kind of off topic question, but so what are your guys thoughts to like, you know how Disney plus did the thing where you would have to pay like 30 bucks to watch Mulan? Yes. Do you guys know? Do you guys know anyone who paid that? Because I sure don't. I, don't I think I know a family, like, I think my sister paid the 30 bucks, but, like, she's a retired grandma, and she was having her grandkids over for the oh, weekend, yeah. so um, I think they did it for their movie night, because they always had movie nights on the weekends, but yeah. that, that's the only, I, I don't, I can't remember anybody, Mike, do you? I, I, I do not know anybody personally who, uh, who paid the $30 to watch Mulan. I definitely have thoughts on that, though. What's your thoughts on that? Well, because, you know, like you said a few minutes ago, like $20 is just too much for you to rent Invisible Man at, to watch at home, right? Even if you might pay that at the theater. My thought is, um, I just think 20 bucks. Yeah, I agree. Like for one person watching a, the- a movie at home, that's too much. Like at least with the theater, you're getting, you know, the big screen, the big sound system the shared experience of, you know, everybody's like emotional um, levels being uh, influenced at once, you know, like scary movies seem more suspenseful, comedies seem funnier. Um, You're missing it on, you're missing out on all of that. But uh, if you're like a dad, who's going to like take his wife and kids to the movie, 20 bucks is a steal you know like yes. normally once you get like the tickets and the popcorn and the soda you're paying like 50 bucks right but uh, and and i think that's why like you know way back when all this started like the first like really big success for a movie that um pretty much released um like the, you know in this home situation was uh trolls 2 i think like that made an insane amount of money from these home rentals and i'm like well yeah because like all these parents were like, this is perfect. I don't have to get the kids out you know, into the theater, not to pay for all this money. Like, I, you know, that, that kind of situation, like your grandma doing like the home movie night, that's exactly where the money is for, and uh, where the justification is for these prices. I, I Long think- thing, though, I thought it was kind of ridiculous because it's like, it's not only is it 30 bucks, it's 30 bucks on top of a subscription service you're already paying for. Like right. that, should be, that should be 15 bucks, maybe 10 bucks. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but if you just wait a couple months, they just put it on Disney Plus for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's 30 bucks to watch it 
a couple months earlier on a thing you're already paying for. And I'm like, well, I'm sure they're going to make some money off that, but like, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that that had a lot to do with uh, like forcing HBO Max to do the included on the subscription with all of the upcoming Warner Brothers releases? They are like, adults obviously aren't going to pay on top of a subscription. How much of an influence do you think that had on that? A lot. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Is, I was like almost offended like when I saw the $30 thing for Mulan. I don't know. I just found it kind of off-putting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I, I was kind of looking into how all this was playing out just because I found it so interesting. Uh, back when, you know, the whole Trolls 2 thing happened and they were like, oh, this is just going to go straight to on demand. Uh, the, the theater chain AMC, who kind of like, they're like the biggest theater chain in the country. So they, they uh, have a kind of like a history of throwing their weight around whenever things try to like change the industry. Mm. Like, you know, they wouldn't play ball with movie pass, that kind of thing. Um, they announced that they were not going to show any universal movies. They were like, okay, well, you're, you, we're not showing any of your movies because of this trolls business. <laughs> and uh, within a couple months, they were like, just kidding. Because like, you know, they didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know like the shifting landscape. Um, and, you know, with the whole HBO Max thing with Warner Brothers saying like, we're going to, we're going to co- 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 we're going to, what's the, what's the word? Like at the same time, you know, release. Inside or. Yeah, I'm like, just throwing birds in there. <laughs> yeah, concurrently, yeah. Yeah. Release things in theaters and on HBO Max. That was because like Tenet underperformed so insanely because Christopher Nolan was being such like an auteur where he was like naming all his demands for how the release of his movie had to be. And then the movie severely underperformed. And Warner Brothers was like, well, we're not doing that again. Let's panic and release everything on HBO Max. But it's too bad that it, that the test had to be with a Christopher Nolan film, <laughs> you know, because like that's like a Christopher Nolan film is like, um, I think you said it earlier, uh, or we may have been talking, I remember you were talking about when you saw uh, Mission Impossible on the IMAX and like, there's really no other way to see a Christopher Nolan film. A lot of times like the Christopher Nolan film, like it needs to be seen on the IMAX. So for the Christopher, uh, for, so for a Christopher Nolan movie to be the, the test, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of too bad, you know. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Um. So where do you think this is going to leave us going into six months from now? Um, I I'm a big fan of streaming from home. I I'm all for it. Like, if I never have to. Ah, reading the people's comments the other day. Okay, so going into this originally, I was like. If I never have to step foot in a movie theater again, I will not be heartbroken. If I can watch, if I can pay 20, 30 bucks to stream a movie at home on the night that it opens and I could invite a couple friends over. And especially if we can find a way to like simultaneously start the movie at the same time and pause it at the same time, I'm all for it. Um, how about you guys? Um, I, oh, you want to go ahead first, Nicole? 
Oh, sure. Sorry, I feel like we keep talking at the same time, so I'm like, yeah. So my friends and I have a standing thing, and Jesse is actually in this group chat. And Mike, if you'd like to join, you're welcome to. I'll add you, and if you want to join the movie group, you can. Totally. We watch movies every Saturday night, and usually my friend Scott picks some like abomination on Amazon Prime. Like we watched Beastmaster last week, and we start all at the same time in our own homes. We just chat through Messenger. It's really fun. It's kind of like being with your friends during a pandemic. I'd be more than happy just doing that and not going back to the theater. Um, I, I've been like streaming a lot of movies at home this year. Um, and, you know, I, I love doing that. I could do that, you know, forever. But I, I, will, I will be really disappointed if I don't at least have the option in the future to go back to a movie theater for those movies where I really want that big experience, you know. Like, you know, like, you know, I'll watch, you know, you know, horror movies, period dramas, like, you know, whatever at home. But if I'm going to watch like the new Mission Impossible, the new Fast and the Furious, or even a movie like, I don't know, like, I still haven't seen 1917. I could have streamed yeah. that here. But it's like, so good. yeah, there are some movies that like, I really, really want to have that big screen and that big sound system, you know? And again, just that shared experience, like, I mean, you know, come to think of it, there are very few movies that I think uh, wouldn't be enhanced by watching it on a big screen with a bunch of people. Uh, that being said, there are plenty of movies that I would be perfectly willing to watch at home. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. You know, one of the things that uh, somebody in one of the comment threads that I started the other day uh, said, uh, and it really made a lot of sense, is that they think that the studios are hesitant to allow the big movies to debut at home because I think we kind of saw it on Wonder Woman. It's a lot easier to critique and nitpick a movie when you don't have all the distractions of a movie theater, right? So like when you're in a movie theater, like the whole thing, even the commercials leading up to the movie, they're all telling you how wonderful and great a feeling you're about to experience at this Cinemark movie theater, you know? And you don't, you take that away from a movie at home and you're just, you're it's the story and the movie that's all that's left and i think it's a lot easier to pick it apart what i think the studios might be like eh, i don't know we're getting more bad reviews can i ask a random question of both of you if you had the choice when well, i guess you would have wonder woman 1984 it's like and you couldn't see it in the theater would you rather see it at the drive-in or would you rather see it at home it's hmm. a good question I think I still would rather see it at home. Mm -hmm. I think um, it totally depends on the movie. I Because I, uh, I really like doing both. I, I guess I would rather see it at the drive-in if I wanted to make it like a social experience. And the reason I say that is uh, the most recent new release that I saw at a drive-in was Promising Young Woman. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually just went by myself to the drive-in on the spur of the moment to go watch it. And I really enjoyed the movie, but it is easily a movie I would have, I could have just streamed at home, but it wasn't available to stream at home. I was like, okay, I guess I'll go to the drive-in. <laughs> was it good? Was it worth it? Oh, it was great. I loved it. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So the, so the, the anti going to the movie thing was totally my opinion, like on Wednesday, whenever I posted that chat thread, but then um, seeing what people were saying, like, 
and I think like the movie that, that keeps coming back to me that I'm just like, there's no freaking way I'm going to see that anywhere but in a movie theater and I want to sit right in the middle and I want it to be so loud that it makes my nose bleed it is going to be a Top Gun Maverick. Like there's, there's absolutely no way I want to see that at home. I want to see that in the movie theater. I want to feel the theater rumble from the, from the jets, you know? Um, what about you, Mike? I'm sure that's where you want to see. Uh, is it Top Gun Maverick? What are they calling it? Yeah, I think it's Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to go see that one. Um, and because, and, you know, I, I wasn't even alive when Top Gun came out, the first one. And, uh, but I'm aware of like, you know, the legacy of that movie. And, you know, like it, it made people want to like join the military. <laughs> and, like, it's yeah. a phenomenon. And like, for years and years and years after, from what I've heard, like that was the movie that like electronic stores would put on the screens in order to show off the sound systems they were trying to sell. So I was like, you know what? I, I really need to see Top Gun Maverick in a theater just to get like a small sliver of like, you know, like by proxy getting that experience of like what it must have been like to, you know, just kind of feel the rush of Top Gun in the theater. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even a big Top Gun guy. Like, the, the movie's all right. <laughs> no, the movie's great. <laughs> hey, little, little Top Gun trivia, Matthew Modine turned down the role because he felt there was just uh, like a grab at something patriotic and he wasn't about the politics. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I could be wrong, but I think I want to say he turned it down in order to do uh, the, the Kubrick film, uh, Shoot, what's the Kubrick film that he's in? Uh, Matthew Modine. Uh, I'm going to a Wikipedia. Yeah, I can't believe I can't remember it right now. Uh, I can't believe you can't oh, either. Uh, wait, full, full metal, metal jacket. jacket. Oh, okay. Yeah. Full metal jacket. I want to say he turned it down to do full metal jacket. I, still I not a bad choice. Yeah, not a bad choice, but yeah. Nicole, Top Gun Maverick, where do you want to see it? Why, where, how? You know, I'm not a huge Top Gun fan. What year did Top Gun come out, the original? 1987, I think. Okay, I was alive when it came out, but I was three years old. Um, I don't know, it just, I was never a huge Top Gun fan. I'll probably see it on demand at some point. Wow, so you're not even a, a you're not even a, a, a release that week. You're not, none, not, you're not excited at all for Top Gun? A little bit, maybe. No, that's okay. I mean, now I'll, you're just lying to me. No, that's okay. okay. I'll try to get more excited for you. Okay. What about okay. Avatar 2? I never even saw Avatar 1. What? And that's something that I, like, actually do, like, I mean, regret is a strong word, but, like, I really wish that I had seen it in the theater with the 3D and everything, because, like, you know that that was like a cultural event i mean it's not necessarily something that's like oh man that was the greatest movie ever but like you know where movie technology was at the time like that was kind of like a big milestone mm -hmm. and i wish i'd experienced it and i never saw it nicole do you have a movie you regret not seeing in the theater uh Okay, so I'm more of a horror movie fan, as you know, and probably the one I would regret not seeing in the theater is Hereditary. Ooh. That's Have both of you guys seen movie. it? 
Yeah, that, yeah, that's a yeah. great movie. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna wax poetically about movie theaters and how much I love them and seeing them in the theater. I uh, so I'm younger than all my older brothers and sisters, and uh, my sisters would go on dates and they would go see movies, and then the next day they would tell me about the movies, right? And I can remember my sister telling me about watching The Shining in the movie theater, and I can remember her telling me about that the whole crowd was chanting "Run." run run when he was chasing him through the snow and i'm just like god that must have been so awesome to to witness that in the theater you know um but here's here's my big uh movie theater regret and i'm gonna show my age well you guys all know i'm way older than you uh kids uh, <laughs> and it's also gonna show what a freaking snob i've always been <laughs> that when i when i think i know what's right um I don't know what year it was, but all of my friends were going to go see Tombstone at the movie theater. And they were talking about how great it's supposed to be. And I said, no, because Kevin Costner is making a movie about Wyatt Earp and it's gonna be released later on this year. And I'd rather see the Kevin Costner version than mm -hmm. this version of Tombstone. And I did not go see it in the movie theater. And they saw it in the theater. They still talk about how great that night was. But I think they talk about it more just to talk about how stupid I was. No, <laughs> I want to see the Kevin Costner version. So uh, Tombstone is my big uh, regret that I never saw in the movie theater. And see, that's that's really interesting that you like the story you had about that because you didn't really talk that much about the movie. You talked about the social experience of like you know being there with your friends and like you know missing out on that opportunity, and. You know, I think that's why ultimately, like, the theater industry is not going to be in too much of a uh, bad place, you know, once the world opens up again. Yeah, yeah, because go going to the movies, especially for me, like, I love going and seeing a new release on the Friday night. Um, and I especially loved when it was a comedy, right? I especially loved when it was an urban comedy because that is the funnest crowd to see a movie with. Um, and even not even a comedy, but two, probably two of the, the funnest nights I ever had in a movie were uh, the second Friday movie coming out in the theater was just a freaking party in the theater. And, I saw in the theater too, yeah. And um, the NWA movie, Straight Outta Compton. Mm -hmm. uh, the theater Friday night, absolutely packed, electric audience, everyone singing along to every song. And it was just, it was just so much fun. Um, that I'm gonna, and I think that, so I think, so going back then, Friday, if like Roger, like next Friday, Roger Ebert would probably tear it apart as to like all of the flaws with it, right? And you know, would you want to see it in your house on a new release night or would you want to see it in a packed theater with that fun audience on a new release night? Like I would pass on it at my house and I would not spend the $10, but I definitely would any time in the theater, you know? Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. sure. And yeah. how about the new Candyman? That I'm super excited for when that comes out. Uh, yeah. uh, Jordan Peele? Mm-hmm. I'll definitely be watching that. Yeah, Nicole has made me a huge fan of uh, Jordan Peele and really like 
I'm still, I'm like funny with horror movies. Like, I love to be scared, but I'm scared to be scared. (laughs) Like, Um, but I, I will go see a scary movie anytime Nicole says, like, I'm just like, I'm down. Uh, it's so much fun. Uh, we saw the creepiest movie. I don't Lighthouse still. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was a trip. Yes. L- Lighthouse still. Uh, I'm like, ugh, I'm uneasy. Like, yeah. like anytime, like, uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't do it. I, I haven't been on a boat since. Um, <laughs> that movie is so good i i love watching movies so much that like when i'm not in like analyze mode i just get completely like lost in it and every now and then i'll get these little like snaps back to reality where like i'm watching the lighthouse and i'm watching the scene where it's like just one shot on willem dafoe like delivering that like pained monologue as he's being like buried alive and like dirt's hitting him in the face and getting Uh his eyes and mouth and I'm just like watching this and then there's like there's like half a second where I'm like he's doing this like like there's like a there's a set and like there's like a director and like someone's throwing dirt on him and, and, and it just made me appreciate like man like these people are suffering for their art (laughs) <laughs> and like, yes. and just to bring us that experience, you know? Yeah, but I mean, all, all great artists will suffer for their art, right? Even, yeah. like, even writers and, and stand-ups and, and all great artists will, will suffer for their art. Um, when, when I did the polls on, uh, on Facebook and Instagram, and again, like what I, re- what I quickly realized is like Facebook, uh, let them say yes or no and say why yes or no. But on Instagram, is like I really had to, to word it and give them either this answer or that answer, you know. So on Facebook, it really seemed that like people still cherished the movies, but they were able to uh, de- uh, like describe why they would rather go to the movie or why they wouldn't want to go to the movie. Um, Mike brought up the point of like the parents were like, fuck yeah, I'll spend $20 and have, uh, I think Corrine Lemke was the first one. I was like, yep, $20. I'm staying everywhere, staying home. We're all watching movies, you know? Um, yeah, she's got five boys in her household. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> that is the most gorgeous family in the world, the Lemkes. Um, I yeah. hope I'm saying their name right. Uh, the nicest people, too. Uh, yeah. I, I love them. I get so excited. I, I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, I don't think I've ever known her when she's not pregnant. Um <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like and I have my fingers crossed every time like please let it be another boy please another boy and it's another boy I love it um yeah so she said like easily you know but I think it's I think it's coming down to that it's the it's what it's the movie um if we're given a choice if it's the big blockbuster summer movie I think we want to go see it in the theater but I think if it's like one of the movies that Mike mentioned where like, oh, it's, it's kind of like a thinker. It's kind of like, uh, you know, I, I want to watch it at home, you know? Do you think that's what it's going to be going forward? But do you think that the theaters are going to go along with that? By go along with that, what, what do you mean? Like, the, is it, it going to come down to like money? Like the theaters saying, no, it's going to be this way or that way. Or, oh, I see. Like, because they're lo- they're they're losing money on the concessions every you know every time you know like 
I think I think the studios are going to be fine with it, but it's going to be like the theater chains that are like, we're not good with this. And how you said earlier that, you know, Cinema, was it Cinemark that you said, uh, or AMC said, we're not going to show Universal films. Like, could, yeah. that, could we be back in that position? Well, you know, the... the like this is one of those things where like anecdotally, uh, you know, people will talk about like their own personal experience, like, like who even goes to the movies anymore? I, you know, or like who, but at the end of the day, this is like a $30 billion industry, you know? And like, there is like, you would think that um, maybe like movie theaters were even like losing money last few years, you know, up until COVID times, they were only making more money every year. And the international market is just getting bigger and bigger, um, like a bigger piece of that pie every year. Like, like uh, huge, uh, like blockbuster movies will be affected at like, you know, the production level in terms of like how they're gonna market it and how they're going to make it and what the rating is gonna be specifically for like the international market. Um, mm. Like, I know that like Venom uh, even though that movie did not do super well here or was very critically acclaimed here, it made like hundreds of millions of dollars in China. Uh, so like, you know, that industry is never going away and it's totally going to come back. And, uh, you know, w whatever like changes to the landscape happens, like the movie theaters, they're going to adapt. Um, I remember when Movie Pass came out, uh, which was just the worst business decision but it was one of those things where it was like because you know they didn't they, they were just a company where they're like you know join our service it's 10 bucks a month and you get unlimited movies that entire month and i'm like okay so some billionaire who's like working on his new <laughs> company here he's like buying coconuts for ten dollars and selling them for 50 cents like <laughs> uh He's gonna fail, it's gonna fail, but I am totally on board to like get on this and use it until he goes out of business. <laughs> and I did, and, and it went out of business. But you know, for a, for a while I saw a bunch of movies and it was great. Um, I didn't really understand what they were going for because that's an insane business proposition. But what they were trying to do was they were trying to get their consumer base to a point where they had such a huge amount of people subscribed that they were able to like strong arm the theater chains into cutting deals with them. And that's how they were gonna like be a sustainable business. But that never happened because AMC was the first theater chain to be like, you wanna you want do what? <laughs> no, no, screw that. Yeah. We're gonna do our own movie yeah. pass. And they did their own service and they did really well with it. Um, we don't have AMC theaters in the Sacramento market. So, um, you know, I didn't do that obviously, but uh, when Cinemark started doing their own subscription service, I got on that and that is a pretty good one. Um, it wasn't as good as MoviePass, but MoviePass was ridiculous. Nothing's gonna be as good as that. <laughs> yeah. But, but remember when MoviePass like kind of like gave in towards the end and like they raised it to like, 25 bucks and then you had to buy you had to like be in the theater in order to buy the ticket or like at least like right by the theater before it would allow you to buy the ticket yeah they really turned into a really crappy situation uh when they were struggling because 
you know, initially it was just free for all, like, you know, any movie, any time. And they were just losing so much money that they sort of like, you know, flipped the switch and activated this clause in their agreement where they were like, we can, you know, restrict these options anytime we want. And, uh, and they were doing it for like the big releases, mm -hmm. you know, Friday night, Saturday night. Um, and yeah, you're right. You had to be in the theater to get it. I remember my friend and I wanted to go see Mission Impossible and, uh, and we were in my apartment here in Sacramento and we were like, okay, it's showing in an hour in Folsom. Um, Cause it was like kind of already going out of theaters. I'd already seen it. So we drove all the way to Folsom, got there. I pull up my phone and it's like, you can't get this now. And I'm like, okay, thanks movie pass. Um, yeah, they, what ended up happening was like they were they were restricting how you could use it because like I said they were losing money um effectively if you had a job where you could go to the theater a lot at like 11 a.m on a Tuesday or whatever mm -hmm. movie pass was still great uh I did not have that option so I effectively wasn't really able to use it and so I canceled it mm. right on right on Nicole you weren't a movie pass subscriber I was not I mean I have a day shift you know where it's like Monday through Friday like usual hours I'm in the office and so yeah it wasn't anything that would have been super beneficial to me especially when the restrictions rolled out yeah yeah Nicole and I were were strictly uh weekend movie goers like Friday night Saturday night maybe a Sunday night if it was early enough <laughs> like I think maybe one Thursday we went early too yeah 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 because I still I still need my I need my eight hour sleep or I'm just a big old grouch man you guys i think i think we covered a lot of stuff i don't we didn't really get a definitive answer but there's no definitive answers anymore to anything <laughs> like there's, yes. no, there's only there's only speculation of like well this might happen it could happen i don't know we'll see it happened <laughs> um but it's kind of like i just wanted to get together with a couple of folks who i knew absolutely uh, love movies as much as I do and had opinions on movies uh, as much as I do and uh, I think I think we did what we wanted to do um, did we forget to talk about anything you guys want to say before we before we end this your final thoughts on like where what's what 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 do you I guess we know I want to go see Top Gun Nicole do you do you want okay so like I want this to be over in time to see Top Gun like what do you want this to be over in time to see in the theater? Uh, Candyman. Yeah. So everybody, please, yeah, get vaccinated, socially distance, wear masks, so we can all get back outside. Sorry, that's my PSA. Do you know when Candyman is coming out? No, but let me let me go to a good old Wikipedia. Okay, we'll let you do that while Mike says what uh, he's hoping this is over in time for. Um, I really want to be able to see the next Mission Impossible movie in a theater because the last three that I saw in theaters, like those were probably like the most fun I've had in theaters in a long time. Mm. Like just eyes wide, edge of my seat. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I got to see those on the big screen. Yeah. You know what I think was probably the last movie that did that to me in the theater uh, was uh, for that style was uh, Mad Max Fury Road yeah oh man i remember seeing that in the theater i saw it twice in the theater 
The second time I went because I I wanted my friend Yvonne to see it. And when we were what not you, Yvonne. No, I thought I'm sorry, I thought you were Yvonne. Anyway, you have a sister named Yvonne, huh? That's why I messed up. Anyway, Yvonne, I went with my friend Yvonne, and when we were walking out, she said there was a 20 minute ver- so there was a 20 minutes in there where I didn't blink. <laughs> she was just glued to it, like, oh man. When's Candyman coming out, Nicole? August 27th. Oh, we got this. We mm-hmm. got this. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I look forward to getting the vaccines and like getting back to some semblance of normal. I'm dying to go to the Sacramento Comedy Spot on a Friday night and buy the, the Friday night or the Saturday night pass, oh. you know, where you could just, you get to see all the shows. Uh, it'd be nice if I was on one of the shows during comedy. Uh, then I would just hang out the whole night uh, or if telenovela is done there on a Friday night. Yeah, thank you, Nicole. Tell me, hey, here's our, <laughs> here's our trophy we won for the nice. best recurring uh, Friday. <laughs> uh, well, was it best recurring uh, 10.30 show? And this is uh, a practice ball from Dodger Stadium. Look, it's got, Ooh. it's got scuff marks on it. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it's authentic. Is there anything to plug? Nicole, you got some shows going on, right? You're still doing... Yeah, I do Capital Punishment around once a month. You guys should watch it every Tuesday night at 8.30 on Twitch. Um, and then, yeah, Willie Listen's coming back to the Stab stream soon. And I have a little free library at my work. You should check out my social media and I can let you know where it is. And oh, do you need books? All my plugs. Um, at some point, I will. Right now, it has shut down because okay, of COVID. Okay. I'm hoping to open very soon. But thank you. I will get in touch with you about that. So. Okay. Uh, Mike, you got anything to plug? What, is, what are you doing these uh, days? Well, first of all, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say watch Capital Punishment. And uh, if anybody knows what I think about puns generally, that that is quite an endorsement from me. Yeah. <laughs> <But>, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not doing too much uh, these days, uh, show-wise, because of you know obvious reasons. Uh, I do do a show at the Sacramento Comedy Spot, uh, live streaming every Saturday at six, called Comedy Spot Squares, which is mm. essentially Hollywood Squares on a Zoom call. Uh, people can watch that and be the contestants on it, and it's pretty fun. Um, one thing I'd like to plug, um, just for my own selfish purposes, <laughs> since we're talking about movies here. Uh, I've been making like little miniature like stream of consciousness reviews on every movie I've watched since uh, quarantine started um, on my Letterboxd account, um, which is just like kind of like a social media site for movie watching. I am not a film critic. I will never like uh, delude myself into thinking I am because I I just like everything too much. (laughs) But if you want to see my thoughts on movies, you can follow me on Letterboxd at letterboxd.com slash gaucho back, like the UCSB gauchos, G-A-U-C-H-O-B-A-C-K. I'll post the link for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a fun thing I like to do. It's mostly for me so that I don't like bug everybody in real life with my thoughts on movies. But if people want to like go and see what I'm watching and what I thought of it, that's where I like to put it. Mike, I really like your post that you do where you do the 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 four movies. What do you do? Four movies or like your latest four that, yeah, that post you do? 
Yeah, so on, on, on Letterboxd, like on your profile, like the last four things that you watch will be like in your profile, like the little posters for it. And I just kind of screen crop that and put it on my Facebook uh, with a link to my profile. Um, so it's just kind of like a little visual representation of the last four movies I watched and my star ratings for them. And yeah, and then sometimes they get like discussions going in my Facebook feed, which I think is pretty fun. Nicole, Mike agreed that uh, Blinded by the Light was a great feel-good movie. Yeah. That was. That was really, really good. Was. Yeah. Is that the one? I, did I? Did we both ugly cry just by the end of that movie? Where it was just like. Yes. <laughs> it was like. Oh. <laughs> it was <just> such. <laughs> it was such a good movie, man. Um, so good. All right, guys. Th- thanks for coming on the podcast. We'll wrap it up there. Just under an hour. That's what the folks want. <laughs> and uh, thanks for coming on. And I will. I will plug your social medias for sure. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this is this is a lot of fun. Great conversation, guys. All yeah, right. thanks, Nicole. Thanks a lot.